This is the Empowered Athlete Podcast, hosted by yours truly, the one and only Natty Boss, lifelong athlete, sports dietitian, breathwork facilitator, personal development junkie, and holistic performance coach. This podcast is here to change the paradigm of what it means to be a high-performance athlete. The intention and mission of this podcast is to help you create freedom, clarity, and balance in your life while giving you the tools to heal yourself, improve your well-being, and optimize performance. I believe that in order to reach our highest potential in this human experience, we must unlearn and let go of everything we've been conditioned to believe about ourselves and the world so that we can truly tap into what our divine path is and have the courage to pursue the curriculum of our soul. It's my hope that after every episode, you feel activated and empowered to make change in your life that supports you in operating from a place of alignment of who you're meant to be. Get ready for major shifts and transformation. It's time to dive in. What's up? Welcome back to the Empowered Athlete Podcast. I am so excited that you are here. If you didn't know, March is National Nutrition Month. So for this segment, I wanted to talk a little bit of nutrition. And specifically, what we're going to talk about is Understanding the difference between tracking macros and intuitive eating, really diving into the pros and cons of each, which way of eating may be better for you based on where you're at in your life right now, because I do truly believe that that matters. It's important that we don't just force ourselves into a certain way of eating because it's what social media says, it's what the newest fad diet book says, and we really make the decision for ourselves. And so in this episode, I really want to just dive into helping you gain clarity on which method is best for you based on where you're at right now and the goals that you're working towards. I have been teaching this material for years. Not only have I been teaching this to other athletes and students of mine, but I've also been incorporating these principles for decades. So this is something I feel really passionate about. And I want to get this information out there so that you can make the decision for yourself and really tune in with your inner guidance system, which we will mention and talk about in this episode, but really tuning into your inner guidance system to discern if this is, or which rather method feels best for you. So let's start right off the bat with macros and tracking macros. All right. I first want to start with the pros and cons. And I'll preface this by saying, and this is my belief, I believe macros are a tool. I believe tracking your macros are one tool in your nutrition toolbox that you can resource and you can call upon whenever you desire to. I do not believe that macros is a way of eating that you have to adhere to, that you must do, that is an absolute essential. I believe that everybody has sovereignty and autonomy and can choose what they want to do. However, in my experience, especially as an athlete, which is my entire life experience, I have actually had a negative relationship with macros and a positive relationship. And in retrospect, I'm able to really see what made it negative, what made it positive, 
And what was the difference to help me shift that relationship? And so I want to talk a little bit about that. But first, I really want to dive into the pros and cons. And first, really let it sink in that this is a tool that I'm offering to you. It's just a tool. Sometimes certain tools are used for certain things. And sometimes other tools are used for other things. So this is not just because I'm talking about this, something that you have to implement right away if it's not aligned with what you need. Okay, I really want to make that clear. So some of the the positives about tracking macros that I really, really love and have seen success in our students and as well as myself is really increasing awareness. This is the number one thing when it comes to macros, tracking macros rather. I'm going to say macros just to keeping it short versus having to say it every time. Okay, so every time I say macros, I mean tracking macros. This increases our awareness around what we are eating. And there are specific pieces of awareness that are brought to the table that I want to dive into. The first is meal imbalances. So what this means, if you've been on either my podcast or my Instagram or in my world at all, you know that I talk about balance a lot. And most of us don't know what balance is. So in my definition of balance, when it comes to creating meals, is incorporating our main food groups, protein, carbs, fat, and I call the fourth food group fiber, which essentially is a substitute for veggies. Now, just for those who are brand new to any form of nutrition or want some clarification, when it comes to things like beans, or potatoes or fruit, I do categorize that under the carbohydrate section, not under vegetable or not under fiber. Okay, so just so we're clear on that, it's the high nutrient dense, high fiber, low calorie foods that I categorize under fiber, those types of vegetables, leafy greens, etc. So those that's the balanced meal, what we call balanced meal guidelines, the BMG protein, carbs, fat, and fiber, including those with your meals. What macros does is it really helps bring awareness to where do you have meal imbalances. So with that formula in the top of mind, when you're looking at your meal, you can see, oh, I notice I only have protein and carbs here. So how do I add fat and vegetables to make it more balanced? So having the awareness through tracking can really help you track your trends on what food groups you are taking out or omitting most likely unintentionally from your meals, because that plays a huge role in our overall performance because these nutrients would not exist if we didn't need them. So we need to have the awareness first and foremost, without judgment. All of this is without judgment. It's simply objective information. I really want you to think of this objectively. We're gathering data to then change our behaviors and change little tweaks here and there to feel better, okay? The second piece of awareness is around portion sizes. Tracking really, really helps with helping you you have an awareness around portion sizes. There's numerous studies that show that most people under or overestimate what they're eating. I think if I remember it correctly, most people underestimate how much they're eating 
and overestimate how much they're exercising or moving their body. Whatever it is, it's an inverse relationship, which often is the reason why people are stuck in weight gain or wondering why they're not losing weight is because they actually don't really know how much they are expending, which means how much they're moving their body and working out. And they really don't know how much they're taking in. And it really matters the little things that add up. Taking a Hershey kiss here and there, eating one pretzel here and there, taking a sip of a sugar-laden coffee, right? All of these add up to calories that ultimately will affect your goals if one of your goals is weight loss or if you're just trying to prevent weight gain. So tracking your macros will help you understand your portion sizes. For instance, a lot of people, especially in the American culture, overdo their protein to extreme measures. If you just go to, I'm living in Texas, so if you go to any barbecue place or any meat heavy place, a lot of the things on their menu will say 12 ounce steak. That is three times the amount of protein we need in one sitting. But For anyone who doesn't know, they think that because it's on the plate in that moment, that is one serving. And they're wondering why on their quote unquote diet, where they're just having protein and maybe vegetables as low carb, why they're not losing weight when the protein portion is three times the amount it should be. Not only that, but now they also don't have balance within their meals. So this just helps to increase the awareness around portion size. Thirdly, awareness around missing food groups. Now, this is similar to meal imbalances, but this, I want you to think about it from a standpoint of throughout the day versus just the meal. So what you might realize through tracking throughout the day is where are your trends and your behaviors around what food groups you often omit or which food groups you have a lot of, such as carbs, right? Maybe you are really, really carb heavy, maybe a lot of simple or processed carbs throughout the day, and you're really, really lacking on fat or fiber. Again, this is not to say that you are bad. This is not to add any shame to the conversation. This is simply objective information so that we can change because awareness is the first step to change. The other things that macros can really support you with is helping improve your appetite and cravings the more aware you are and the more that you are tracking your food intentionally, you'll be able to distribute your energy needs appropriately through meals and snacks, which will prevent binging or overeating later later in the day. It'll prevent feelings of being hangry or cravings because you're actually getting what you need. Tracking macros can also help optimize your body composition and metabolism for those same reasons, because so long as you're following the balance and you're eating consistently throughout the day, which I'll touch on a little bit later, it can optimize your body metabolism. And you will not reach these energy crashes that people often reach around 2 p.m. or 12 p.m. You'll be able to have consistent energy levels, and you'll also be able to, from a composition standpoint, be able to really craft your body composition to be of higher muscle and lower fat, which is ideal as athletes. I talk about this often. We want a higher muscle to fat ratio in order to perform at our fullest. The more fat that we have, the more drag that we have, 
the slower, the more sluggish we are. Another positive is that this can really be an accountability tool in helping you meet your baseline needs. I'm going to go into the cons in a moment. So for the just to, sticking to the positive, it can be an accountability tool because this is what can often happen. When I calculate macros for some of my athletes, some people really are in the upwards of numbers as far as what their energy needs are. Let's use an example of 2,800 calories. Okay. Most people have no idea intuitively how to eat 2,800 calories. There's no way for them to know. So through tracking, it really helps you gain an awareness and just an understanding of how much food is 2,800 calories exactly. And of course, like any skill, the more that you practice, the more you'll be able to make decisions without having to rely on your tracking or the app, if you're using that, like my fitness pal, to tell you how much food it actually is. Because you're just going to know through practice and practice and years and years of doing this. For instance, I can create a meal and know, because I've been doing this for decades, that it's about, you know, 600 calories, 700 calories. I'll know estimate how much protein's in the meal, how many carbs are in the meal, because I've done this for a very long time. And you'll get to that point as well, but it's a skill. And just like jujitsu, just like anything that is a skill, it requires you to practice. So you're not going to master it the first time, which is really, really important so that you don't get defeated and then you want to quit because you're working towards a better version of you, not just weight loss, right? We're not talking about weight loss, but you're working towards a version of you in your performance. And so this requires adopting a new skill, which is going to be different than what you're normal, normally used to. The other thing about macros, a pro, is that you can really see how all foods can fit while staying on track towards your goals, whether it's muscle building, maintenance, or weight loss. You can really incorporate other foods that fit these food group categories, such as if you want a cookie, Right. And you can fit that into your macros and still not deprive or restrict yourself because deprivation and restriction only lead to binging, which is not a healthy eating behavior. Right. So we want to get away from that so we can incorporate these other things to see that it doesn't always just have to be broccoli. We can incorporate indulgent foods, foods that we really enjoy, into a macro plan. So that's the beauty of tracking macros. Now, the cons of tracking macros. Shout out to all of my type A perfectionist people. I have been in your shoes. I no longer identify as that. However, I did for many decades. And this was actually when I was in the heat of these patterns of perfectionism and body dysmorphia. It was the number one thing I should not have done was macros. And that was, of course, the number one thing that I tried. And it became an obsession on the numbers. Which if you've ever tracked macros before in your life and you've experienced that, you know what I'm talking about. So the cons of tracking macros is that it can be really stressful for type A or perfectionist people or those who identify as that because they're really focusing on the number. 
They're focusing on the number, which leads me to my second point that when we focus on the number, that means that we're viewing food as number, which means that we are decreasing the experience of food. We aren't able to actually appreciate and shift into the perspective of nourishment and enjoyment of food because we're so fixated on just getting the number met. And this causes a lot of anxiety. This causes a lot of stress. This causes lots of feelings of defeat or failure. Not only do I know this from my personal experience, but from the numerous students that I've coached over the years. And my advice to those people is literally to stop macros, stop tracking. We go back into some of the principles I'm going to share with you at the end. Because they're not in the right headspace for it. And therefore, you may not be either if you're experiencing that. If you go into track and you're just so fixated on, I have to hit 80 grams, 200 grams, and you're just so fixated on that, it takes away from the experience of food. Guys, food across all generations, all races, ethnicities, cultures, is really what brings people together. So if you are not enjoying your food, not only the food that you're making, but if you're not able to sit in a social setting and enjoy food, there's something wrong and we need to work on that. The experience of food should always feel joyful, exciting, and you should literally jump for joy every time you're about to eat a meal because you're like, I am so excited to nourish my body. Believe it or not, you can still do that while tracking macros, but if you're not in the space to do that, then I really encourage you take a step back and not engage in tracking macros. This kind of leads me to the another, another point of this can trigger disordered eating or eating disorders. Disordered eating and eating disorders are different. Eating disorders have a certain criteria you actually have to make to be diagnosed with an eating disorder. But that does not mean that you don't have disordered eating. Disordered eating involves skipping meals. It involves overcompensating for meals because you skip, you don't eat all day and then you eat a large meal at night. It's any form of literally just disordered eating patterns. And that's most of America. So even though you don't have a diagnosed eating disorder per se, and maybe you do, but especially if you do, macros is a no-no. Macros is a no-no. Your relationship to food and your body always, always, always comes first. Always. So even if you don't have an eating disorder and you just have disordered eating patterns, this may or may not be triggering. So you do want to be mindful. That's all. Just be mindful And if you really start to have negative feelings towards yourself, negative self-worth feelings, like I said, failure, really getting down on yourself because you're not quote unquote losing weight as fast as you want to. I say losing weight a lot because that's often why people start tracking, although it's just as beneficial for building muscle. And so just be mindful of how it's affecting you mentally, emotionally, psychologically, because that's going to be kind of the red flag or yellow flag that indicates, is this yes for me or is this not right now? The other thing about macros that grinds my gears is that 
it can be a it can be an excuse to binge. What do I mean by that? So, if we are eating eighteen hundred calories, right? We can either eat meals that are balanced and full of nutrient rich, dense and dense foods, and really make the most with lots of volume and fiber, and eat throughout the day in a consistent way that gives us the sustainable energy and optimal performance, optimal digestion, or we can have 1800 calories and we don't eat at all during the day. And then we decide to order takeout or we go to a fast food joint and we get burger fries and a milkshake because we quote unquote work really hard in our training and we deserve it. That's 1800 calories, right? So there's two ways to get 1800 calories in a balanced nutrient rich nutrient-rich diet that is a breakdown throughout the day of different meals and snacks or one whole meal that's a binge. And this really grinds my gears because I see this a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. People fall into the belief or the excuse that, oh, well, I have 1,800 calories. If that's my weight loss metric, in order to lose weight, I need 1,800 calories then it doesn't matter what I eat because by science, I should be able to lose weight, which is true. But that's why I want to bring it up because I don't want you in that mindset. I do not want you in the mindset of just, I just want to lose weight. So it doesn't matter what I eat or what I eat. I'm just going to hit these calories and I want to lose weight. This is a toxic relationship to your body, toxic relationship to food. You should be in this for longevity. You should be in this to feel good. And I know without a shadow of a doubt, If you're skipping meals all day and you're eating junk food or McDonald's at night in one meal that meets your macros, quote unquote, you're going to feel like shit. There's no way you feel bouncy and energized and ready to do a double leg. No, you want to sleep and you feel tired and you feel sluggish. You cannot convince me otherwise. All right, so those are the pros and cons of tracking macros. So now that we got that out of the way, I did want to introduce intuitive eating because this is a big question that I often get. I am a full believer in intuitive eating. I believe that our body has, of course, innate intelligence, innate wisdom, and knows exactly how to fuel itself. 100%. And I believe that everybody has the ability, capability, and choice to choose to use intuitive eating as their way, their main way of eating, 100%. There is a caveat. The caveat is that when it comes to intuitive eating, which means tuning into your intuition, right? Tuning into the intuitive parts of your body and letting your body speak to you, letting your body tell you when your hunger and fullness cues are, letting your body tell you when it's time to drink water, right? Of course we have that ability. But the caveat is, and the truth, is that most of us spend all of our time locked out of our body. Most of us are in chronic stress responses that cause us to live in our head and be locked out of our body. And over time, this becomes a chronic 
condition, if you will. And what happens when we're out of our body? We lose access to the intuitive guidance. We lose access to the intuitive wisdom. Natalie, what are you even talking about? So what I'm trying to say and what I want to make clear is that it can be really challenging to tune into your body when you've been out of your body for so long. So that's the one caveat to intuitive eating because I often have had numerous students, right? If I was to guide them into just intuitive eating to start based off their current eating habits and behaviors, which I'll give an example in a moment, it would be doing them a disservice. So let me give you an example. Number one, many people skip breakfast. And they often come to me and say, I am never hungry in the morning. I have been this way for 10 years. I'm like, okay, great. Let's just try to incorporate what I teach in the performance blueprint. If you're interested, it's a 12 week program for female jujitsu athletes. And we dive into the six pillars of performance and nutrition is one of them. And we teach them different habits to integrate, to find what works for them, right? So one of them is integrating breakfast. And lo and behold, when they start integrating breakfast and creating a new rhythm for themselves, 100% of the time, they shoot me a message and they say, I can't believe I'm actually craving breakfast now. I can't believe I'm actually hungry in the morning. Our bodies are a adaptation machines. Our bodies adapt to whatever we give it. So of course your body adapted to skipping breakfast. It had to for its survival. It doesn't mean that you're not a breakfast person. It doesn't mean that you can't eat breakfast. Your body adapted to what you gave it. What you get to look at to signal what's working for you is both tangible and intangible things. Things like weight loss, things like performance, your sleep, your energy levels, your digestion, your hormonal regulation and balance. These are things that we track and metrics that we track to assess is what you're doing working, right? And if they're in my program, it probably wasn't working or they wouldn't have signed up because one of the biggest things people come to me for is low energy. And one of the biggest little things that we integrate, biggest little oxymoron, is just incorporating breakfast. And in that incorporation of breakfast, they start to have energy. And they're like, wow, this is really cool. I can't believe how simple this is. And I'm like, I know, it's insane. But if I was to let them just write off their intuitive cues in the moment where they were out of rhythm with their body, right? Intuitively, they would have just been like, okay, great. I'm just going to skip breakfast still because that's what I, that is the cues I'm used to. We have to train the body into a new way of being, one that aligns with its health, wholeness, and well-being. So that's the caveat that comes to intuitive eating. So what I want to share is why I believe both get to be here, both get to have a role. So because most of us are locked out of our body, I do believe that macros is an amazing skill and tool to adopt right off the bat. 
because it helps you with all the things I had mentioned. It helps you get into the rhythm again. It helps you have the awareness around your food groups so that you can make changes that support your well-being, help you have energy, optimize your digestion, all of that fun stuff. And then once you develop that skill and you're in a new rhythm with timing and spacing out your meals accordingly, generally eating something every four to five hours based on the research, and that can change. It's not meals every four to five hours. It can be snacks, and it all depends on the individual. But regardless of all of that, once you're in a rhythm, the body likes rhythm, my loves. My, your body loves rhythm. It's synced up to the rhythm of life and the seasons and the cycles, right? It doesn't like erratic behavior. It doesn't like irregularity. It's always going to try to come back into balance and homeostasis. Always. It's its number one goal. So as you start to give it, give it this new rhythm and you start to feel better, that's when I really encourage you to start transitioning into intuitive eating. That's when you get to kind of scale back a little bit and test out the skill that you learn and start learning. This is a, the huge shift here from macros to intuitive eating is self-trust. Once you gain the skill and you start developing this relationship with your body again, then you got, you have to lean into self-trust. Can I trust myself to not track and still prioritize me and make decisions nutritionally that are going to support my well-being? It's all about self-trust. So I often encourage my athletes not to go from all or nothing, but to start small and maybe start again with breakfast or start with maybe dinner. What's one thing once you're tracking that you can start to just intuitively put together? Put it together and don't put it in your tracker or whatever method that you're using, whether you're writing it down old school, whether you're putting it in an app, just put your meal together based off the skill you develop, the knowledge that you have, and trust that you know what to do. This will help to release that relationship with the numbers and the tracking so that you can start coming back into that self-belief and that self-trust, which is really important. So start with one meal, then you can slowly expand to all of your meals one by one by one until you're eventually in this intuitive phase where you literally just eat and you're enjoying it every step of the way. That is the way it gets to be. Now, regardless of which way of eating works best for you in your life right now, I want to share three principles that I often recommend integrating in order to maintain balanced hormones, sustainable energy, and optimized digestion. This goes across the board no matter what path you take, whether it's intuitive or whether it's macro tracking. The first is balanced meals. Okay, so again, it doesn't matter if you're tracking or if you're following an intuitive path. I still encourage you to integrate the principle of balanced meals. Whether you're putting your meal together on the fly intuitively, or if you're putting it intentionally into a calculator to plan your meal out for the day, integrate the four components of carbs, protein, fat, and fiber. As I mentioned earlier, our bodies need these in large amounts. They're macronutrients, meaning that our body literally requires these in large amounts. So, Take advantage of that and eat, 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 eat. We are all about abundance on my side of the world. 
eating for abundance, adding, not subtracting. So instead of focusing on, I have to take away these French fries, focus on keeping your French fries and add balance to it. This is how we get to have it all. Second principle, mindfulness. This goes back to the experience of eating. I want you to enjoy your food. I want you to literally taste your food. I know that sounds weird and you're like, I do taste my food, but honestly, do you? If you were to recall your last meal right now, can you recall the flavors, the textures, the smell, the aromas, how it landed on your tongue, the melting sensation? Were you actually present in your meal or were you multitasking with 20 million things and walking at the same time? while eating and shoving something in your mouth. This alone will change the game. Whether you're macro tracking, whether you're intuitive eating, again, mindfulness, being present in your experience of eating. That's all it is. That is all mindfulness is, being present in your experience of eating. Sit with your meal in gratitude, appreciation, excitement, joy, because you're eating. There are people in the world that don't have the privilege and opportunity to eat. So don't take advantage of it. When my husband had cancer, he lost all of his taste. And he developed an extreme, an extremely different relationship with food because he realized, wow, I'm never taking food for granted again. It sucks not to be able to eat. Of course, I don't wish that on you, but we get to choose mindfulness now because that alone will not only improve your experience of food and your relationship to food, it's an act of self-care. You're nourishing your body. Enjoy that. Be grateful for that opportunity that you have. It really will strengthen your relationship to yourself because you get to really sit with the fact that you're showing up for yourself, right? Like when you're running around and just shoving a protein bar in your mouth, you're not really showing up for yourself. Show up for yourself. Make it an experience. Make it a ritual. I write my meals into my planner. It is dedicated an hour of me time to prepare my meals because I have that luxury And eat my meals. Obviously when I'm traveling or things like that where I maybe have to prep in advance, I do that as well. But for the most part, I can prep my meals at home in lifetime. And then I eat. And I enjoy it and I embrace it. And I really add colors and textures and flavors. And make it a freaking party in your mouth. And enjoy every single bite. The third principle is timing. I swear by timing. Nutrient timing, meal timing is a principle that is really, really good for athletes because not only does it help us with sustainable energy levels throughout the day instead of going through big gaps of time, we can also plan our nutrition around our training, which is really important to enhance our performance. So when it comes to timing, the bare bones of it is really just looking at your schedule in the day. And then carefully putting your meals in, in basically every four to five hours, finding out where that can fit for you. 
And if there's a time frame between your one meal to the next longer than that, four to five, then that's where you might insert a snack to bridge that gap. So you're keeping your metabolism revved up, you're keeping that fat burning potential on, but also you're supporting your hormones and your blood sugar levels so you're not crashing. And that's really going to not only give you the short-term benefit of sustainable energy, but it really supports you long-term in your overall hormonal health and immune health. So I really recommend that you integrate timing. So those are the three principles that it doesn't matter if you're tracking macros or if you're intuitively eating that I really recommend that you dive into and integrate. Balanced meals, mindfulness, and timing. Now, with that said, before we wrap up, I really want to just share with you an opportunity if you desire to get custom support with your macros, custom support with really improving your relationship to food, your relationship to macro tracking, your relationship to your body. And this is our program, Mastering Your Macros. In this program, this is a program that's hosted in a private Facebook group. You have lifetime access. And this is three days of live trainings by me where we break down exactly how to calculate your macros. But more than that, we dive into what I call the nutrition order of hierarchy. And so this is a little pyramid that has three components. The bottom layer is our calories. So understanding what our energy needs are based on our activity level, our body type, our age, our weight goals. Then we dive into macros, which is where we break in, break into the percentages and really understand the protein, carb, fat breakdown and what that looks like for you based off your body type, your food preferences. So that's all, again, individualized. But we do all of the math and really break it down step by step to determine what those numbers are for your starting point based on the goals that you have. And then we go another layer deeper and we go into the top of the pyramid of timing. So based on your schedule, which I have you write out in the program, and then I support you with integrating the timing as I discussed a few minutes prior. So not only are you getting support with what are my calorie needs, what is my macro breakdown that I'm starting with if you desire to have a better way with macros and you want to integrate this. And then the timing of based on my schedule, what does that look like? How do I fit it in? That's the tactical and tangible things we discuss. But because everything that I do is deeply rooted in mindset and transformation, of course, it doesn't go without saying that we address relationship to food as well in this program. In this program, you are going to have a complete 360 perspective shift on your relationship to food, your relationship to macros, your relationship to tracking. And we also, I also teach in these trainings, the things I mentioned earlier, those three principles, the mindfulness, the balanced meals, the timing. So we integrate that and they're woven into the trainings to further support you in shifting your perspective around food, your body, macros. So if that's something you desire, I'm going to post in the show notes the link to grab that and join. It's one payment of $333 and you have lifetime access to this so long as you have Facebook and you're in your our Facebook group. So with all of that said, I want to know what your biggest takeaways are. So after watching this episode or listening to this episode, I want you to tag me on social at Body by Boss LLC or my personal Natty Boss RD and let me know what your biggest takeaways were from this episode. I want to celebrate them with you and have a conversation. We can talk about it. And again, if you desire mastering your macros, those 
links and information will be in the show notes. Lastly, again, if you can tag a friend, a teammate, share this with someone you love that you think would really support them, maybe there's a lot of competitions, you know, present and upon us and weight loss is always a big thing to try to cut weight and make weight. So I want to encourage you to do it in a healthy way. And this may be something that can support yourself or your teammate or somebody else you know who know who generally struggles with nutrition. So send it their way. I would appreciate it greatly. I love you so much. I hope that you have an amazing rest of your day and I will see you in the next episode. Bye for now.